Hello and what is up, Bowl Crew? Before we get to the podcast that you are here to listen to, I just want to make a special announcement. The Twin Cities by Night crew has decided to add an additional member to the gang. What does that entail? That means that not only will you be able to potentially play in a future Demon the Fallen game that we will be running for a podcast and YouTube series, but you'll also be able to become part of the gang and be involved in future podcasts and other games that we may have going on on the channel. So how can you apply for this? First, you'll need to stop by our Discord that you can find in this podcast description and get details on how to apply. We'll be accepting applications until September 30th, 2018. And from there, we'll make a decision. We will let you know if you are the one who will become part of the Twin Cities by Night gang. I hope to see you all there. And if you have any questions, you can reach out to us on that same Discord. Good luck. Now I bring to you the future podcast. Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to The Brian Diaries, where my pals and I get together and talk about subjects dealing with our favorite tabletop role-playing setting, The World of Darkness. While we may not be subject matter experts on the game lines, we have a passion that has led us to create and share actual plays with you all. Eventually we thought, well shit, we might as well take a stab at a podcast, and here you go. Each episode, we'll have a guest content creator to join us to talk about whatever subject is on the table. If you'd like to contact us, you can reach out to us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM or on Facebook at Twin Cities by Night. So here we go. I hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to Brian Diaries. What is up, Bold Crew? I'm joined by the homeboy, A Drizzle. A doggy dog. I was freaking since we're like a crew and people no, call us no, the Don't, don't, stop, stop, stop <laughs> right now. Never, never, ever say that ever again. Okay, Andrew. I'm joined by Andrew here. I just thought like since some people call us the TCBN gang or whatever, like we could have like cool names like that. But I guess I'm too old and dated for that. And I think all like everything. Na- <laughs> no. I think with the onset of SoundCloud rappers, you'd be called like Little A or something like that. But I don't know. Anyways, that's just what I know. What is up, Andrew? What are you doing, bro? I am cringing, cringing cringing in my soul from that horrible intro. Deep in the bowels of your soul. You know, Andrew, when was it? Like a couple of months ago, maybe it was a month ago. You know, for those of you who are listening that don't know, when we do our actual plays, I usually set up like an hour before we play for people to join so we can like, you know, get a get our tactical issues squared away or whatnot. And Andrew joined early one session like he always does that was funny because i was actually in the middle of reading stephen king's pet cemetery and i was at this really intense part and i wasn't looking at the screen i had my headset on that, that i'm wearing right now and all of a sudden i hear hey what's up guy and i like scared the shit out of me and, and i was like oh wow this is different andrew's like full of energy and like just like intense and andrew's just, like everything's going good i'm just having a blast you know played you know played twice this weekend we're about to play here da, 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 da. and i was like oh yeah and i get pumped up because i'm like a total knuckle dragger you know i'm one of those guys that someone like starts like hooting and pounding their chest i just do it automatically not realizing why we're doing it and i'm just like yeah yeah everything's going great yeah and he's like and he's like oh don't mind me though i had like four cups of coffee and a little tear ran down my eye when i heard that because i realized that i found another junkie of caffeine and cold brew and my buddy andrew so i just want to let everyone know that andrew has been converted officially he's hung out with me too much now he's drinking the cold uh, beer you know no the thing is i was secretly there all along you just didn't know 
Oh, you were in the, you were hiding your addiction, man. You see, I'm beyond that. I'm like at the 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 artist uh, uh, side of things where I'm like openly showing my addictions. You know, it's I'm just that way. It's 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 just that's just how I roll, dog. So, what have you been up to, man? Everything going good? I'm fantastic. As I was uh, just talking about a little while ago, uh, ran a. Uh game yesterday uh with my local group um my friends that i have here in the area people that uh i've been the people who actually introduced me to the world of darkness in the first place uh i owe a lot to them uh they're great friends uh they've gotten me jobs they've gotten me friends they're they're just people that um, i'm gonna be hanging out with them tomorrow on labor day just having burgers and just hanging out and talking uh people that uh introduced me to uh the world of darkness and the games involved and um it 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 has really helped me to become a much better role player overall because before my only experience with 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 uh role playing was with dungeons and dragons so i am so grateful to have these people around and and just being able to play with them and yesterday was a really fun experience because we went through and we played through the giovanni chronicles we're almost at the end of it um there's a big huge finale kind of uh scene at the end of the giovanni chronicles for those who haven't played through it and that's depending on how your group rolls that could take 10 minutes or that could take like four game sessions you never know for us it looks like it's going to be two game sessions yeah, I love the Giovanni Chronicles because it was like White Wolf's early, you know, I think it was their first Black Dog. I mean, don't don't quote me on that. I don't know. But it was definitely one of the earlier Black Dogs. And it kind of sh- had very some very mature tones. And I was lucky enough to play in Giovanni Chronicles book one with Brendan from Full Metal RPG. And I learned a lot as a player and as a storyteller just seeing that style. So I love hearing yeah. stories about the Giovanni Chronicles. I it's, picked it's up a-, a lot of clues from um, the way that the... Uh, esoteric order of role players how they did their uh let's play of Giovanni chronicles and when they played through the part uh part one and how she implemented their various like uh how she how she made each individual character just so unique to um the scenario just the way they 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 uh described their backgrounds and everything and how she was able to implement that and how they were embraced and how there's people reacted to them just watching that listening to that and just taking some of that in i was able to make it a lot better for my own players so if you haven't listened to that check them out yeah yeah definitely check out the esoteric order of role players they have another badass set of duet vampire the masquerade stories and check out brendan carrion's full metal rpg Shout out to both of them. You can also find Brian Diary episodes where we talked to both. We talked to Brendan about horror in the world of darkness, which is surprisingly one that I hear a lot of people say they enjoy. And then you can hear one uh, where we talk uh, with the esoteric order of role players about duet gaming. So check them out. Very good people in the scene. So people are probably tired of hearing you and I talk, Andrew, about coffee and stupid stuff like the Giovanni. So we should introduce our guest here. We have with us Clara from Onyx Path Publishing, a freelance writer. What is up, Clara? What's up? Nothing much, nothing much. Just sitting here dorking out about the Giovanni and as you unfortunately had to sit there and listen quietly. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Clara. And what, 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 <laughs> like, what are you about? What do you have going on so, so the listeners can know? Yeah, well, um, my name is Clara, as you already mentioned, and I'm a freelance writer from Onyx Path. And um, I've been in this industry for, I guess, 
not a year yet, I guess eight months. And um, I write books and I run games and uh, I uh, I lob and I do everything you can expect a, a role player to do, I guess. Um, so uh, I'm currently on a couple of books that will come out very soon. None of my books are out, so I have, you know, I can say I'm a writer. But no one can read what I've actually written yet, so it's kind of difficult to promote myself. But they will come out eventually. Um, so I have Contagion Chronicle, um, which is coming out. I think that will be probably the first book coming out of all the things I've been on because uh, it's the first book I was on uh, back in December last year. I think I began on that, and uh, and it's a crossover chronicle, and it's going to be amazing. Then we have uh, Dark Arrows 2 coming out as well, where I'm writing about the Scandinavian witch trials. And yeah, I, I am really excited about that because I'm I'm from Scandinavia, I'm from Denmark, and I, uh, I'm a historic guide in my town as well. So it was just all the things I love in one book. So I just went ham on that chapter and I put all my heart and soul and energy into that. And I'm so proud of it. So anyone who's interested in that or any of the all the subject matters that will be in that book, go and buy it because it's going to be amazing. Then I uh, have Werewolf uh, Shunned by the Moon and it's an uh, antagonist uh, book you can buy and it has a lot of amazing different kinds of monsters and whatever you can expect from uh, Forsaken uh, and that's going to be great too. Um, I was hired for Changeling. A player's guide to changeling um to dreaming and that was my first uh, world of darkness book uh which was just exciting to be on as well it was kind of like a out of the blue um i i i had to write on that and so it was it was a little hectic but i really enjoyed it i've been on cold divinity lost as well uh which is also coming out very soon uh and mommy the curse which is uh very exciting for me so uh, i don't know much about it yet i can't say anything about it yet but uh yeah it's going to be good see I, i'm not gonna lie and this is probably makes me unethical as fuck but i get super excited when i hear the content creators who like work like 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 in the industry talk about these little things like mommy like okay first of all contagion i'm excited about you guys are gonna yeah. get my money for that. I already backed Dark Eras too, but now, like you said, a little something about Mummy the Curse. Now I'm like, like little, like, woo! I'm sitting over here like <laughs> dancing, like the collector in me is like got ants in his pants. I'm just like sitting here, like can't wait to hear more about that come out on social media. Definitely, you said the Scandinavia Witch Trial. Uh, what what game line is that going to be in Dark Eras too? Because I know like Dark Eras two is kind of doing something unique rather than having a time period specifically tied to one game they're trying to have it to where one time period could be tied to a couple of games am i am i correct in that yeah well i'm actually not sure if i'm supposed to say anything about that <laughs> i got it i got it yeah let's take the safe in there and i'll, I'll find out when i get my book one after since yeah. I yeah 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 and everyone else that. yeah your, and everyone your else teaser sounds incredibly exciting yeah. regardless because the that that little bit is just like ooh, oh tell me more please yes no go on don't stop <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. And and the thing is, with the Scandinavian witch trials, you you don't know much about it, actually, because all the witch trials that's been in focus is, is Salem. And that's what we see in public television. That's what we see in all the series. 
you don't see anything about the Scandinavian witch trials, and they were the most brutal witch trials in history. Like, we have one town that killed, I think it was 80% of all the members in, in like a witch purge in during a week. I mean, it was a small town, it wasn't a lot of people living in it, but still, uh, that's just, just, just that's crazy. Yeah, it is exactly, and and we don't hear anything about that, and I don't understand it. So, um, you know, I'm 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 on the forefront for that. I, I want to bring the good word of the witch trial in Scandinavian to uh, to the world. I absolutely like, uh, you know, I absolutely love the concept of dark eras. Now, mind you, when the first dark eras came out, I wasn't back into to, to the whole world of darkness scene, and when I originally was into White Wolf stuff, the um, Chronicles of Darkness didn't exist. But I love the concept of dark eras, like the different parts of history that can be used by different games. I'm actually like, have, am oddly surprised, or that 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 has never been done really for um the one world of darkness. Now I know there's dark ages, you know, mage, vampire, all that stuff. But I really thought. It would be a cool concept to have something like Dark Eras, but for the One World of Darkness, kind of jump through different time periods and stuff like that in different settings. And I was really excited. I'm genuinely excited. And I may not even, you know, run some of the games uh, that, that Dark Eras is going to cover, but I'm going to read it just to get, like, inspiration for, for running different games in that time setting, just as, like, kind of like a guide of information. And so I'm really – I've been excited for that and seeing more of that when, when that comes out. That's That's really awesome. So you've also been busy, though – this this weekend running a shit ton of games haven't you oh yeah i, I have um I, I i asked white wolf if they wanted me to run uh v5 you know as a promotional thing and i wanted to run the game myself so why not do it as a promotion promotional thing and help them out as well so that's what i've been doing all weekend and and saturday i was sitting on my <laughs> my ass for nine hours straight running the same quick starter v5 game over and over and over again with a lot of different people. And it might sound tedious. It, it, it was at some point, you know, but but it was also an amazing opportunity to see how people run or attend the game differently, you know, because all, it, it, despite the, the history of the game and the game being the same uh, all of the time, they they just ended up with different endings, all of them. And they did so many different things. And I think that's so inspiring and fun to see how it can be interpreted in, in so many ways. Yeah, you know, it, it's funny um, that you mentioned that because we have a game that we ran our ch channel called Wars on Fire, which is a Vampire the Masquerade. It's a bot one. And one of our, actually someone who played in the game, Tillman, who's part of our gang here, is running it for his friends in Germany. And every time that he gives updates about the way that he runs it, that's completely as backwards different than it was when I ran it for, for our gang. I get like joy. It just blows my mind how like you know, same setting, same rules, same NPCs, and it can have completely different results when when people are running it like that. So, and I'm sure, as being a storyteller for V5, you were able to to kind of like bang the system against the wall a little bit and kind of learn it yourself even more. Do you say you walked away with a better like understanding of the system after that? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, it's always risky to introduce a new system to, especially role players who been role-playing vampires since it came out in the 90s so introducing the new blood dye system and the new hunger system was um i mean that was that was a little terrifying but it was it's so simple and it's so easy to deal with and it makes so much sense that everyone just accepted it so that was amazing you know that was that was my biggest fear that people wouldn't like the system because if they don't like the system they will have a tough time liking v5 in a whole 
I get what you're saying there too, but one thing I think that makes Vampire or just the World of Darkness games that I personally that has drawn me to them and enjoyed so much is the fact that the system in the end doesn't really matter. I know that makes like the system is great that they streamlined a lot of stuff for those who like crunch or you know what I mean. But to me, it's like what well, my favorite rule of of World of Darkness games is the golden rule. You know what I mean? And I love the fact that it really promotes story ahead of of roles, if that makes sense, you know. But especially yeah. seems that the V five uh from from what i've read reading the the pdf and talking to people like andrew who by the way andrew's like knowledge of rules and the way that he remembers rules and stuff like that it's just like blows my mind but it really seems like now they have made it more to streamline and progress the story so people won't get so held up on rules and i think players probably would appreciate that i think there's nothing more i don't know like that's a buzz kill or derailing than when you're in the middle of a good story and then you got to spend an hour figuring out roles and and you know what i mean and, and looking up rules and stuff like that to figure out the results of something so that's good that i'm glad that worked out and they, they enjoyed it and everything too they did yeah they yeah. were incredibly enthusiastic about the game when they when they finished it and and the quick start itself is really really easy to 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 run even if you haven't run v5 before and it's free so you can just download it and get it and run it for your friends and introduce yourself to the game that way. I mean, that is the best way. You, you, can, you can read all you want, but the best way to, to know a game is to run it and to make mistakes and to laugh about it and learn something for next, next time you run the game. That's, a, that's really nice to hear. And I'm, I'm glad that you had a positive experience with running this at a convention because a lot of times people have you know there's a there's a lot of concerns that come up when you're running a group in conventions so the fact that uh white wolf and uh vampire the masquerade is making strides towards uh improving the industry's attitude towards them as a whole is uh is good to hear yeah, I agree definitely. I think that that the uh, White Wolf has has taken great strides and and getting people you know to discover. They recently did that. Is this the same one shot that they gave away for free on on the website recently? Yeah, it's exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was cool. I think it's cool. It's like, hey, jump on our site. You're gonna have something in your in your cart from us, and you know, pleasant little surprises like that. That's really doing good, and and especially seeing all the actual plays that are going on, Geek and Sundry, Counter RP, Roll for a Niche, all these like. You know, kind of bigger name D and D type uh, actual plays are doing V five now. I think that says a lot too. So it's good you're doing your part in the battle. So way way to be out there on the front lines, uh, getting people addicted. You know, and bringing them over to the dark side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's uh, you know the best thing about that that convention was there's been so much controversy with V five, and you can read so much on Facebook and blogs and whatever. But actually getting out there and seeing the fans, talking to the fans, getting an idea of who are we actually selling this game to. Okay, it's these people and they're actually excited about the game. That really brought back so much love for me for this system and this game because it's been it's been quite tough um, with, with all the controversy. And it, it's been draining, to say the least. Um, but getting out there, running the game, doing what you are actually supposed to do with the game. And seeing the fans in the eye and the community in the eye and talking to them about these questions they have, it's worth so much. It's so, so important. And for me, at least as well, as a storyteller, really. 
Definitely, definitely. Well, it sounds like you have a lot going on. Everyone, if you guys keep your eyes open for those books, Contagion, I heard, and and, and don't say anything because I know you probably can't say anything, but I heard Contagion might be going to kickstart here soon, which which definitely, like I said, they already have my money. Dark Eras 2 has been kickstarted. I believe the Changeling uh, Player's Guide is already available. If not, it'll be available soon, so you guys can go ahead and jump on that. Keep your eyes open. Support the scene. Support these writers. These, uh, these writers, especially Onyx Path Publishing, are the people who kept the lifeblood flowing through these games when uh, you know when when they had them licensed and they're continuing to do so, especially with Chronicles of Darkness. So so let people know you appreciate by buying these products and and showing support. So we're gonna take our first break and when we come back we'll be talking about our subject, which is women and women and gaming. And uh, stay tuned. Hello, folks. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts, or just media in general that deals with your favorite white wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded, one which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want? Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called White Wolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong, and we are continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day. Stop on by! We hope to see you there. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, we're going to jump right into this. And uh, Clara, I would like to ask you, how did you become an author? And why did you decide that tabletop role-playing games was the avenue you wanted to pursue? Well, um, I never really planned to become an author, and this is this, that's the weirdest thing. Um, I it was never a goal for me because I never thought I was good enough, you know. And it, it it's I know it's the same old story. No artists really never think they're good enough. Um, but I I didn't pursue it actively. I was writing with Matthew Dawkins, and he's the one who actually got me into all of this, and he's been just an amazing support, and he's a really really good developer as well. And um, I was writing back and forth with him and he said, have you ever considered doing a writing sample and sending it to Onyx Path? And I was like, no way, no way, because I, 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 will, I will never be good enough for that. I will fuck it up. <laughs> but, uh, but he said, you should, you should try it out and uh, I will help you with it and uh, we'll see what happens. So I did. And everyone, by the way, everyone can do this. They can make a writing sample for Onyx Path on their website. If they want to, uh, if they think they have what it takes to be an Onyx Pathfinder, they can definitely always looking for new writers. Um, I did, and they hired me on Contagion Chronicle. So that was the most one of the most terrifying experiences of my life <laughs> because I had no idea what I was doing. I, I, I really, I didn't. Um, although I had great guidance, it was this was my own fault because I had my expectations to myself are just immensely high and and almost inhumanly high sometimes so um i i was overthinking the procedure too much and my 
creativity suffered from that. I was too stressed, you know. So I uh, I eventually uh, um, submitted my my writing for Contagion Chronicle, and as with any new writer and any new project, it was just full of red lines. And I thought, no, 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 I fucked this up. What have I done? I knew I couldn't do it, but it, again, Matthew was. He made sure that I understood this is completely normal for any new writer. And he helped me through all of this. And he's just really made me um, a much better writer than I was even six months ago. So uh, that, that was really how I got into it. Yeah. You, you know, we talked to Matthew about the very the same subject in one of our episodes of Brian Diaries. And, you know, I, I get what you mean. I, I can very well see how it could be very overwhelming because I remember... How long ago was this? Like two years ago, a year and a half ago, when rumors or, or words started coming out that that there's gonna be the storytellers vault, you know? And I remember like sitting there thinking to myself, like, oh man, when the storyteller vault comes out, I'm gonna like write this epic book for Twin Cities by night. You know, everyone's gonna like it's gonna be like a monument of like a city book, and I'm gonna put like all these NPCs I have and all these ideas I've taken bullet notes for. And then it, the storytellers vault came out. And then I was like, yeah, fuck that shit. Because <laughs> I realized like there's so much that goes into writing. And I get I get what you mean. Like, like it's like I could very well see how it became it could be overwhelming. Like, but the thing, and I like how you mentioned this too, because I think it gives credit to to Matthew Dawkins about just like his personality and the reputation he has in the scene that no one wants to see you fail. You know what I mean? Like a, a writer fail. No one's gonna sit there and be like, Hey, we want to hire you on for this project. Psych, you fucking suck. You know what I mean? And just like tear into you. At least people are going to hire you because they see something in you and they want to mentor you. And I'm sure that's an amazing feeling to have someone like that mentor you and kind of guide you. And like you said, it's kind of in six months, you you said you've learned a lot as a writer from him, right? Yeah, I, I mean, he's been he's been my main source of inspiration, first of all. And he's also been my, my guidance. So having someone that believes in you that much is what really pushes you to to do the next project and the next project and the next project although you feel like you're not doing a good enough job and 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 that's just a part of my personality that's how i always been you know i've always been pushing myself immensely hard and that's good in some ways and it's really terrible in other ways and so having someone as a safety net to go back to and tell you you know what you can do this i know you can do this i've seen your work you're a fantastic writer just keep doing what you're doing and don't overthink it that's gold and i i wish for any new writers who can to to they that they have someone they can go back to because it's so valuable it really really is you, you and i sound like we're very similar in that fact you know like I, I i i think that we have the same two qualities in the fact that i like to like really push myself and like you know very like try to be very forward and try to accomplish a lot, but I'm my own worst critic at times. And, and it's funny because Andrew very much just like how Dawkins is to you. And the fact that Andrew is the guy who's always like, kind of like one of the people talking me down from the cliff, I'll be beating myself up and I'll be like, you know what I mean? Like sitting there and just like, Oh, I fucked that up. I did this or did this, whatever. And Andrew will kindly remind me that he would always point out to me if I, he felt I did something wrong. You know what I mean? And he has these like words of encouragement, you know, and it's very, something very powerful. tell you when you fuck up too. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll tell me, he'll tell me in a kind way. He'll let me down gently. You know what I mean? He won't slam me down. Th that's his own version of red lines, but it's very good to have that though. You know, to, there's a lot of people I think in this industry are self-driven like that. I see a lot of people and also who though say that Dawkins is very much a mentor in that way to him, to them, you know, like writers and stuff like that. And, 
my my one thing is is that, and I and I think it, it sounded like it took goading from Dawkins for you to try. But if I could just say anything to people who want to be a writer, I mean, not that I am a, a friggin' writer. I I draw on crayon, but like it's like take that jump, send that send that sample to Dawkins because even Dawkins said when he was on here, they have people who send in samples. And they may not hear back for like six, seven, eight months. You know what I mean? And he'll get back to him and hire him for a job. And I, to me, it's like we much rather try and and rather than never know if 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 you can or not. So that's yeah. really kind of a cool. Yeah, it's really kind of a cool story to hear and and to hear that. And you know what's funny is I lo I love that line you used where you're like. <laughs> I never really planned to be a writer. You know, there's some self-published writer right now who's stewing all angry right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I know. Angry. They, they've been struggling so hard for so long to, to be a professional writer, and you didn't even try, and here you are. <laughs> yeah, I, I see how it sounds now. I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. You, you, you pretty much made up for it when you were like, I beat myself up every day, and I don't think I'm good enough. I think that made up yeah, for it. You know yeah. what I mean? No, no, I just, I'm the just joking. Is, you are always going to be your own worst critic. Exactly. And the thing is, you know, as you mentioned about uh, the thing about um, not being contacted for six to eight months. I mean, that doesn't mean that they cannot use you. It just means that they don't have a project right now that they think you're good on. Every writer has their talent in some sort of, you know, way. Are they a good system writer? Are they a good um, character writer? Are they good with NPCs? Uh, what are they good at? And sometimes they just don't have a book that you they think you fit in and it doesn't mean that your writing is bad it really doesn't you you just have to have patience that's that's really all and just do it i mean there's nothing stopping you from from showing what you can do and we don't we don't they don't want writers that are perfect in english i mean it's my second language so that's it's not what that's about it's it's about seeing someone with potential and developing them that's what this is about. Yeah, that, that's a good point because it's like an investment almost in the company too. You know, you want someone who you can come back to when you have a project, you know, and, and if you if you kind of water that plant and let it grow and give it some sunshine, you know, it'll give you, it, it would, uh, you can reap rewards from it definitely. So that's smart, not only in a mentorship kind of way, but also in a business way. That, that, that's pretty cool. So um, are there any challenges that you faced when you're in the process of becoming, uh, you know, like an author for a major gaming company that, that you didn't foresee or... Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of challenges. Um, we did talk about this, but mostly myself, really. Uh, my own way of judging my work and doubting myself and and what this is showing me and all of, all of the people exciting for what I've written. Obviously, no one has, has <laughs> read what I've actually written. It might be shit, um, but <laughs> no one has really read it. But but the response I'm getting for my other team members on the team on the writing teams and my developer is really really good, um, and that really shows me that I can actually do this. And so this has been a learning experience for me too. You know, um, go going from not knowing at all what I'm doing to actually have confidence in my work. So that's really that's really been important for me. Um, challenges. I, I think my biggest challenge is. I love writing background stories. I love writing um, locations and NPCs. I love writing fluffy text, you know? But system, I'm really bad at system. 
and and that's the thing I have to work with really. I I really have to be better at writing system, and seeing that and acknowledging that you have a problem in 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 a, in a certain area in your writing is so important, uh, and not being you know too too proud to admit it and say to your developer, you know what, I have no idea what I'm doing here. Please help me. Um, so so yeah, there's definitely been a lot of challenges and also just building a reputation and building a name is really difficult I've because again I've never really you know I'm a nurse I don't do that I, I just work at a hospital and and help people and I don't promote myself um, so doing that has been really hard and weird and difficult and and all of a sudden getting follow followers on Twitter that's just so weird and I don't know these people it's not my family or friends it's not my dad <laughs> that, that's so weird to me um it's actually people from all around the world that, that likes who I am and what I do and it's an amazing feeling yeah you know it's funny because we kind of went through a growth as a channel podcast at, with our social media presence you know like where and um I'm still at times somewhat uncomfortable but I I realized for because you know we're like a nonprofit, actual play, whatever podcast. But you know, it does you do want people to hear your stuff? You put in this work, you put your stuff out on the on the interweb. You know, you're doing that because you want to be heard. And so I've I've slowly figured out that like we were gonna have to use self promotion because you know no one's gonna do it for you. You know, no one's gonna sit there. I mean, some people may word of mouth you, but if you really want to get noticed, you gotta go in there, put in the put in the work. And I found that Twitter and stuff like that is a must. And that's one thing I tell a lot of people who do content creation it's like you gotta get out there and promote yourself because no one's gonna promote you for you. you you may get like a nod you know what i mean someone may be nice one day and retweet or whatever talk someone about you but you got to get your name out there because it just today's world that's how it works you know it's if you want to to get recognition you want to get discovered you have to do that but i found i would I, and i still do deal with very the same issues that like you said where you're like i don't know you know someone compliments me that's where i get oh i feel awkward there's been times where like some people have said stuff about our stuff and i'm like yeah cool and i'm like behind twitter you know what i mean but like on our discord where i talk personally to people and they say something nice about me and our games like i get really like you know that's another thing andrew creates chris will uh, freeze up and he'll just like <laughs> doesn't know what to say and he's yeah. like guys help me please yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and one of us has to step in and just kind of just make I, him I not feel awkward <laughs> but if I'm if I'm behind our Twitter account, it's not me. It's Twin Cities by Night, and I could like sit there and be like, "Yeah, cool, bro, thanks." But like in the real, if it's on Twitter and it's me, or if it's on like Discord and it's me, and someone's talking to me, I get like, uh, "I don't like compliments. It makes me weird." But no, and it's funny because some people who listen to our stuff, like Wave with Ginger, will be just like, "Shut up and take the compliment." I'm like, "All right, cool." <laughs> take it. Shut up and yeah. take it. That's that's yeah, yeah. be your motto for a while. Just shut up and take it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Step away from the cold brew and shut the fuck up. All right. <laughs> well, you know that uh, that kind of uh, ties in a little bit to another question I wanted to ask, and um, in regards to other women in the gaming industry, because Ginger, she's she's a woman who is heavily involved in our own Discord channel, and she she pays it close attention to our our actual plays, and she listens to everything, and she's heavily involved there. And for you specifically, were there any any women that you looked up to? Anyone that is involved in the industry, whether they're writers or other people involved in the gaming industry, that you looked up to and you took inspiration from whenever you were trying to get, you know, make your name out there? 
Oh man, I, and that's a that's a really difficult question because um, I I I grew up with uh, the old school World of Darkness games, and that was primarily written by males. I mean, let's face it, it was, and that's where I got all my inspiration and all my drive to write myself from. Um, so I'm inclined to say no, and and that's really sad. And it, I, I really thought about that that question a lot because. I wish I could say, oh, yeah, I had this and this and this girl and this woman and she was fantastic. But thinking about it, I really don't. And that's what has to change. You know, that's really what has to change. And it really shows it goes to show how much we're missing out in this community. Um, Because where are the women? We need the women here. They add something so unique, especially to a horror genre that men cannot and men add something women cannot and if we cooperate we could write fantastic games that would actually appeal to women as well um saying that i i i do have authors female authors um not um, in the gaming industry but female horror writers or female writers in all that uh, have inspired me definitely um like she's not a horror writer but jane austen she's always been a big inspiration for me i love her books i love emma and i love pride and prejudice and and uh, octavia e butler if you know her she's written a book called kindred which is about vampires and she's actually a black woman and seeing that seeing a a woman in a minority group writing about vampires i think is so inspiring and it's actually a really really good book and it's inspired me uh, a lot of my in my own writing but saying that i have any women in the writing industry industry being an inspiration i i I have to say no yeah that i agree with you and i think slowly the times are changing and we're seeing uh slowly it's coming out not as much to where i think it should be but where we see more faces coming out i think like dixie cyanide she's an editor but she's kind of like involved uh, especially as a developer now for onyx path publishing and she's kind of ha- has had her face out there monica valentina who i think you might be dealing with as a developer for dark Eras 2 i know that she's been on there which is great as a developer and then you have i i only know <laughs> i'm so bad i only know her from her twitter handle uh i, I just had it up here bouncing baby basilisk but i think her name is jessica i want to say the, the lady who wrote the the um the what did they call it the safety guideline or whatever for v5 for the pdf that that late edition that happened like where she kind of like about the x card and stuff like that you know so slowly i think there are more ladies coming out there but like i agree with you 100 percent. i think it should be eventually where we shouldn't have to sit here and struggle you know what i mean to name them oh, and yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, it's it's only right now that we have all these women coming out and, and they need a fair chance to, to build up a reputation and build up some books and and, you know, make a ma- name for themselves before they can they can act as a really good inspiration for other women. You know, we, we, we are just coming out of our starting holes and that's amazing to see, but we haven't gone as far as to um you know, have years and years and years of experience in this industry. And and that's just, that needs to happen now. And that's what's happening. And it's it's just the very beginning of it. And it's so exciting to be a part of. I'm, I'm really grateful that uh, you are one of those people who's being involved in the process and that you 
potentially could be one of those women who could be an inspiration for others who are looking to get involved in the scene. I hope so. And yeah, 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 I hope so too. I hope that you can be that person for someone else, someone who can who can just be an example for others and be a role model for others trying to get into the role, uh, into the writing industry. And um, with that in mind, what what kind of advice would you give to other people who are trying to get involved? What 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 advice would you give to other women who who want to be involved in in writing? People who want to get involved in tabletop. I mean, my my biggest advice would be to. Um, it's easy to say just do it because it's 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 still a male dominated, um, you know part of of the industry especially the the tabletop role playing and still in some lab industries it can be difficult to come in as a lone female with or two females in 20 male players it can be very difficult and it could be daunting um so i would say read up on your um, read up on your material get familiar with the games and prove that despite you being a woman you are just as capable and just as valuable as any other man and any other person at the game you're attending um and use your use yourself and use your confidence to to show that um that you um that you 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 can um, you can be a part an active part of the game just as much as anyone else um so jump into it and do it with confidence and believe in yourself really and believe that you you have what it takes to to be a part of, of an industry that's that can be pretty tough in many ways yeah confidence is fucking everything in life i'm i'm sorry you know what i mean like i you know like you said you're full of doubt at times i'm full of doubt but also i think it takes amount of confidence to be public facing like you and i are and you know what i mean or other people in the industry to 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 be able to, it's scary. It's scary to put your stuff out there. You know what I mean? To put your podcast, your writing, your YouTube series, Twitch, whatever. But it takes a little bit of confidence to do that. You got to, you know, to, to to try. You know, and a lot of people, I I can I can never I can never imagine. I can never put myself in the shoes, but I can imagine being a female trying to get into the writing industry and feeling, you know, what I mean, overwhelmed, seeing the odds and stuff like that. But you forgot it one. It'd be intimidating, considering oh, yeah. a lot of people yeah. are gonna be like. A lot of a lot of people who, even though they they aren't openly against you, um, are still going to be like resistant. Yeah, I mean, sometimes when I feel like I'm not appealing to a larger crowd, I always think of I, I read this somewhere on the internet, but I I um, I think of myself as being this weird indie band, and although a lot of people won't like me, there will always be this small, tiny group that will love me and love the work I do. And that is, that's the key, you know, that's having this group that actually likes your work, then it doesn't really matter how big that group is. It's as long as you make someone happy with what you do, that's that's really the main part, at least for me. I, I, can, uh, I can 100% empathize with that. Quincy's by night. We can totally emphasize with that. Yeah, definitely. Um, you forgot one point. <laughs> we, we feel like the punk rock band of fucking actual plays all the time. <laughs> you know, what I mean? like we're just sticking our middle finger out to people, not in a mean way, but in a totally cool punk rock way. You no, know? but yeah. um, uh, <laughs> one thing you forgot those cold brew, 
cold brew has been known to build confidence and give you the energy to conquer immeasurable obstacles. Caffeine is bad. Don't listen to him. Yeah, cold okay. brew is the nectar of the dark gods. All right, Black Sabbath and cold brew. That's what we're about. Clara, thank you so much for coming on here. Seriously, it is so rad that you came on here to like enlighten us, and 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 I really appreciate that. And we're gonna cut to our next break, and then when we come back, we're gonna shamelessly self-promote our stuff <laughs> like a punk rock band stay tuned high level games the industry's first choice in taking your games to the next level we are a podcast blog and new media network at highlevelgames.ca we have blog posts about all of your favorite games going up five days a week and a podcasting network with actual plays and shows that discuss role-playing games with more rolling out all the time we are on itunes twitch and youtube find out more information at highlevelgames.ca, a site that certainly isn't controlled by a shadowy board of directors of otherworldly origin. That's highlevelgames.ca. Please, help. They're coming. <laughs> All right, welcome back. Here's where we shamelessly self-promote ourselves and talk about my absolutely fucking favorite thing in the world after my wife cold brew black sabbath guns and roses faith no more and reading is actually doing this podcast and all this amazing stuff that i get to do with my pals so what do we have on the schedule for uh coming month so on the 9th of september we have twin cities by night dread happening oh man I get all fucking quivery when I think about Twin Cities by Night Dread. I'm getting goosebumps. I'm having so much fucking fun running this game. This is like, I feel like like the accumulation of the last three fucking years of me storytelling has just like led to this moment. And 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 I'm just having so much fun. All the players are fucking killing it. The characters are fucking awesome. The story is just rolling along. I'm just totally fucking still baffled that I'm somehow juggling people not exactly working together we're not having any more like oh you meet at the tavern moments you know everyone has their own concurrent stories that i'm like kind of like telling parallel to each other man i'm having fucking fun with this shit and i really feel like uh as a group we're really tapping into some good horror themes and we've had some fucking pretty powerful scenes andrew and twin Cities by night dread compared to like negligence and homecoming now mind you negligence and homecoming were both horror games we had like horror scenes but i feel like these scenes that we've been having and dread are really just like this perfect uh amount of teamwork between me and you guys the players in this game i just i've been having a blast with it man i feel like um with dread there is this sort of background that's just this buildup of tension you know this uh everything you've built up with the two previous arcs and we took that big break between arc two and arc three you know but uh that doesn't mean that all that tension that was built up is gone it's just it's still there just waiting to be just this spring that's coiled up waiting to just you know pop yeah 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 i'm i'm excited for where that's going and the the fact that you were able to just build up all this tension between all of the non-player characters and the player characters and just have all this like this interaction it's uh it's going somewhere exciting and i can't wait to see what happens because i don't think anyone yourself included really knows what's going to happen just yet yeah that's that's what's been awesome about this is the fact that i feel like the 
lack of a better term, the dread and the tension and the story is like its own NPC, its own, yeah, its own backdrop uh, of the game. You know, you can feel it there. I feel like you can totally feel it in the game. No matter what player perspective, you can sense there's just this electricity that's in the story that's moving along, and you're just waiting for that lightning and thunder to hit. And I have no idea how it's going to end up. I mean, I, I have an idea how the story, like, you know what I mean, the, the plot points, but I don't know how the players are going to react. And it's really the players have added some fucking incredible, every player, every single character in, in the story has had an incredibly powerful scene, at least one, if not more, you know what I mean? That, that has been of their own making. And in, in, in a lot of ways, it's very, very, very much like Wars on Fire, a Sabat game. But I feel like this one, I have more of an overarching story. I've figured it out, but it's, it's just great. I love it. Uh, and it really, it really feels good to hear feedback from people who've been there since day one, who are listening to it, who are just like, you know what I mean? Enjoying the shit out of it. Cause I'm like, and I, like I said, I'm not one to compliment myself, but I feel like this is the best storytelling I've done. Now, is it good? I don't fucking know. That's all in the eye of the beholder, but I feel like I've been doing the best I've ever done in this story. It's really so. good to see the evolution of the channel. Dude. Right. Like, right. Seriously. It's fucking mind blowing at times just to like, look back and be like, this all started me recording on YouTube as like a backup, not having any idea what I was doing. Hey, look, like, I'm oh, doing that right now with my local game. So maybe that'll turn into something. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, definitely. It's awesome, man. And then on the 16th of September, we have Changeling the Lost Vanity, which our homeboy Adam is running. And man, that story's got some fucking legs, dude. Like, I shit you not, man. For. And we keep saying this, but if you have never listened before, this is the first time that Adam has ever story told a, a game, period, point blank. And he's and, running Change and Lost. And he has picked up the, the, the most horrific themes of Changeling and highlighted them and made them show up. And I, you know, he's talked about, you know, he, he's, he's been following 2E for a while, right? And he's been talking about like, implementing some of that so the fact that he's looking into it and how excited he is about it and the potential for even maybe future arcs going on in 2e and beyond that just has me more excited uh, like even just now with the, what we currently have going on in in that that chronicle it's uh it's really well it's it's really it's really just there's so much drama you know, between the characters and him being able to bring to life all these non-player characters who are just these these people that just have their own like motivations and just these these dark secrets. And you're just you're just this viewer just watching going, Oh shit, what is he gonna do next? Yeah, he he it was actually and I don't know if I've ever said this, but it was actually well, it was a catalyst, but Adam was actually a catalyst for me, like being like, oh shit, we got something with doing, doing podcast versions of our stuff. Like, like that made me go through and re-edit all of our shit that I just ripped. Cause for those of you who don't know, our original podcast version of our stuff was just me ripping our audio from our YouTube shit. And I didn't really edit that much. And I didn't know what the fuck I was doing in audacity, but I remember I was listening to the audio of one of the changeling sessions and I was like, fuck man this sounds really fucking good as a podcast you know what i mean like just his voice adam's voice and how he like talks and just his 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 tempo and i was like man this is like sounds like a radio drama dude i need to go back and edit this shit man because like the whole role you know uh, uh, uh looking for rules and shit like that really killed the the the, the mood but man that last session he had and i'm not going to spoil anything but that last chapter that he had with the snake like that like there's a lot of people hit me up on twitter with little 
snake emojis. You know what I mean? <laughs> Talking about that session. And yeah. I was just like, holy fuck, Adam is like a badass. And the thing about Adam, and Adam, I hope you're listening to this, bro. And Adam is perhaps you the know, nicest. You know he will be later. He will, yeah, he will be at later. Some point, he's going to listen to this. <laughs> Adam is perhaps one of the nicest motherfuckers I've ever met in the whole tabletop scene. Seriously, dude. He is super nice, dude. And he'll apologize for everything. He'll apologize for being too nice. You know what I mean? But he, this guy will get into a game line and he gets into it, man. He gets into like some fucking Da Vinci Code type shit. You know what I mean? He'll like, and it's all these like smaller games that like we really probably wouldn't have checked out, like Changeling the Lost. None of us would have probably ran Changeling, but that motherfucker was talking about Changeling, like, you gotta hear this. And he was just like for like a month, you know what I mean? He was talking about he did that with yeah, God. Machine. I remember being on vacation. I was in Florida. I was at Universal Studios. We were in Harry, po Harry Potter World. You know that they have like the the whole like Diagon Alley. You know, built up around where you can go around and you can buy like the fucking wands that they have in the movies and like point them at the wall and it'll it'll like shape shift in front of you. It's really cool, by the way. If you ever go to Florida, cool thing to do. But Adam was like sending these messages and like I'm in my time off. I'm like looking at reading and going over like, OK, what are these guys talking about? And he's talking about all this shit. And I just remember reading this and going, man, I need to read this book. So on my plane ride home, I just read through Changeling the Lost 20. And and I, I had kind of like glanced at it before and I was like, oh, this is cool, you know, but he, he talked about it. So I read it again and it just drew me in. It is so good. Changeling is probably one of the best World of Darkness games I've ever seen. It is so fantastic. It is. So, it's got. It touches on so many horrific themes. If you're into horror, Changeling is amazing. And I cannot. I. I, I don't have two yet. Throwing that out there, but I cannot wait to see what is done in that. I want to get a physical book and just like sit down and just read it because it's. I. I don't think I'll be disappointed. Based off just one E alone, two E will probably just be this sh amazing shining example. Oh yeah, they got my money right when they lifted that Kickstarter. Like, once they launched it, I was like just throwing money at my computer screen like and I do. So everyone should check that out. Check out Changeling the uh, Lost Vanity. Like Adam's killing. It. Adam's actually someone I could see writing for Onyx Path one day, but Adam's probably going to shake his head and say no. But as is a really awesome story that we go going on there. And then on the twenty third of September, we have the Hunters Hunted Two Corruption. Oh my God, Andrew! People are fucking loving this. Andrew runs this. It's uh Josh Josh Heath from uh uh from Werewolf the Podcast, High Level Games. He's a freelance writer for OPP also, and I think it does some shit for White Wolf, is loving it. He hit me up laughing, talking about possum burgers and ecstasy, and a lot of people are like really getting into it. Yeah, yeah, because it's Which like- you this... won't get unless you watch it. Like, you won't understand <laughs> possum burgers and ecstasy? What? <laughs> I think this game is, a like, like we were talking about before we recorded today, I think this game is a good palate cleanse for our channel. And I think that's like this good mixture of like serious stuff. Like, and I'm talking about serious scenes, man. Like that fucking scene with Gregory and his wife or like comedy, you know what I mean? And it's like this really lighthearted shit. And I think it's like a good odd fucking balance. It's like, um, it's like sweet and sour sauce or it's like salt and chocolate. You know what I mean? It's got like this. It oddly goes together when you don't think it would. I mean, I'm really excited for the next session of this. And I really feel like we, this last session we did was where we got our, you know, it always takes a couple sessions to get the feel of your characters and the story and all that jazz. And I really feel like that, yeah. that we hit. It's, it's a new chronicle. 
it's a new story that we're going over. So it'll take a little bit more time than normal for you guys to kind of like get a hang of, you know, who the characters are and what you're doing. But uh, yeah, I feel the same. Yeah, so check that. So check that out. Seriously, it's there's some funny fucking shit in there. That last chapter nine podcast had me laughing when it happened. Had me laughing when I was editing it. Had me laughing when I re-listened to it. All fucking like laughing so hard. The full fucking hour was just fucking hilarious, dude. So kudos to everyone involved in that. Then on the thirtieth of no, uh, September, we're gonna have Joaquin from Vic, our gang, the TCPN gang, the Bold Crew, aka Jay Hizzy. That's what I'm gonna call him now. He doesn't know that yet. He's gonna be. He, for those who don't know, he was a storyteller for Victorian Age Vampire Diluted. And one thing that I hear from a lot of people who enjoy that is that one of the things they enjoy about it is they really feel it's immersive like they feel like they are i felt that way playing in it like he i was in london in 1846 or 48 whenever the story took place and he did a really good job man that i was like dude how does this guy know so much about london just off the top of his head and just like different things about london so he's gonna come on and like give the tips about running like a historical chronicle like that and how really to pull your players in to kind of like make people feel like that they're there and there because i didn't know i mean to be frank like 19th century london really doesn't excite me i'm not like a big you know what i mean victorian age whatever fan that's a shame oh i mean i know i know uh oh she's like steampunk you know no <laughs> like no i just uh i uh <laughs> oh fuck i fuck you're gonna up, digress no. Yeah, she jumped in there. She's like got her fucking. She's got her steam laser. You know what I mean? Like she's cranking it right now. Like no, I don't hate it. I don't hate it, and I think it's a good set. I love what White Wolf did with it. I like Mirth Ross and all that stuff they did with it. Don't get me wrong, but this is not something that like if anyone would be like, what setting would you play? Mirth Ross, he says. Yeah, it, w it wouldn't be in the. It wouldn't be in my top ten. But dude. But I'll tell you what, though, Joaquin, when he ran that fucking game, I was like, I like this setting, man. And I love fucking what he's doing with it. And I fucking enjoyed it. And you could really see in that game, um, Mitch, when he was playing Lord Pelham, uh, who does cocaine and nods a lot, you know, like he, he you could see like, like, like it was really fun. And, and so he'll be on there to be talking about that with us. We also, uh, Brian Book Club is kind of like, if you guys have been seeing, it's been going on again uh, with me get done re-editing 150 episodes of our podcast i am now free to read again so i've been doing a, like catching up on a lot of reading so those are going we just did two we did one on the uh invisibles book one and i did one on uh confessions of a serial killer a book about btk killer and how you can use those to inspire world of darkness games you know the story Another one has a chris has a really fucked up mind he does a lot of speed and he wants you to just <laughs> talk fuck? about it all that's how rumors start dude that's how rumors start man no i drink cold brew fuck dude could you imagine me on speed my head would explode i'd die i would be <laughs> talking right now my head would fucking i'm already hyper enough dude Ugh. and then Finally, we have the Bold Crew Review, which is going on, which is a new podcast we started, which will probably be coming out monthly, where Mitch will be reading different products from story Storyteller Vault content creators, and he'll be doing reviews. He's actually going to be the one reading them, and I'll be like interviewing him about the book and what he likes about the book or whatever. So he's working with content creators who are writers for Storytellers Vault. So if you're interested in having your stuff reviewed by the gang, uh, hit us up. You can hit us up on, on all our normal means. And one final thing I got to ask you folks, and this is a serious note. And uh, and I don't want to come uh, this to come across the wrong way, but with the release of V5, there are tons of actual plays that are coming out. Matter of fact, go to White Wolf RPG Gameplay and Media Facebook group if you want to find them and check them out, give them some love. But there's tons of content now that's coming out that didn't exist before. And one way for 
content creators to stick out is is reviews on iTunes, at least for podcast version. I don't know what like Steve Jobs did to make it where iTunes is such a powerful fucking tool in the podcasting community. If you like sacrifice goats and drink cold brew to the dark god i don't know but like for some reason itunes has this immeasurable power when it comes to being discovered as a podcast even if your listener base is only a quarter of your listener base is from itunes so where am i leading with this uh if you have time and you have an account it would mean the world if you could give an honest review on itunes i'm not going to ask you to like what to put on there or whatever i'm just saying if you happen to enjoy our content and you would like the world to to, to to find us more, other listeners to find us more. One way you could help is by reviewing us on iTunes. That would mean a lot. And that's all I got to say about that. But it would One be one final thing. I want to hit on something before you uh, do finish the outro. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that is if you're listening and you're wanting to maybe, hey, how can I get in on this whole Twin City by Twin Cities by Night thing? We have a Discord channel. We have an interview process going on right now if you want to get in on our games if you want to be involved in our games you want to be part of the crew you can go on our discord channel you can apply we're looking for someone to join us who can just just be part of the crew game hang out have fun so if you want to be one of those people join our discord Fill out the application. We're going to pass it around between all of us, and we're going to decide on somebody. We, You have until the end of September to to hop on there, send an application in. We want to make sure that everybody who applies, that whoever we decide on is going to be someone's going to fit within our group. We want somebody who everyone agrees is like, hey, we like this person. We want them to join us. We want them to be part of the channel. We want them to be part of our podcast, everything. So if, if you have ever had the inspiration that like hey you know i i would really like to do this give it a shot yeah definitely come by the discord it'll be in the notes of the of the description you can find us there and if you just want to stop by and shoot the shit with us all of our players are on there and we're always talking it's actually really fucking busy and props to andrew for that because he was the one who like who kept pushing us having the discord and i, I wasn't sure and, and he did it and it man, took me we- like six seven months to convince chris to open up a discord <laughs> channel and like start inviting people to it yeah, and we got like what, like 180 some members now, which is pretty fucking mind boggling, dude. Like it's cool, and like so, come by and check it out, and and talk to us too, or join the gang, man. Like we're doing, getting in on the potential on the future Demon the Fallen game, which is gonna be ran on our channel, which is gonna be rad. So, other than that, Clara, thank you for joining us. Do you have anything you'd like to say before we let you have your freedom again? <laughs> well, uh, it was a pleasure, first of all. And if anyone wants to follow my work and what I do, I can be found on Twitter on at xladygamerx. Um, and if anyone is interested in running the new Kickstarter World of Darkness V5, um, you can go on worldofdarkness.com and just make a user and it will pop up in your inventory and you can download it. It's that easy. Hell yeah. Why not? Get free shit, right? They're giving you free shit. Get it. Run it. Yeah, Have exactly. fun with it. Exactly. exactly. All right, everyone. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for checking us out. I would like to say my most friendly radio voice, listen to Black Sabbath and drink cold brew. And I hope you guys have a good rest of your month. I will see you then. Leave me alone. I want to talk to my friends without you guys being snoopy motherfuckers. Have a good month, guys. Talk to you later. The Los Angeles metropolitan area is constantly growing and changing. Don't look
central district is full of new buildings. The Hollywood and Wilshire districts, once far from downtown, now are part of a which spreads past Beverly Hills and out to the ocean. But why is all this going on in Los Angeles? Why is Los Angeles an exploding city? Neon Masquerade The Demon's Mirror Thirteen Candles Three Chronicles Running Through the Undead Veins of the City of Angels The Esoteric Order of Roleplayers Actual Play Podcast invites you to drink deeply. Go to eorpodcast.com and search the Duets tag to find out more.